Hello and welcome to Snack, Cackle and Pop. The breakfast show for people who wake up at 5pm. My name's Lucas. I'm Laura. And we're here to give you your weekly pop culture rundown without the frills. From famous views to shocking scandals to tantalising trends, we've got you covered. So sit back and tuck into a conversation with your two podcast pals. On this week's episode, we give you an update on all the driver's licence drama, Lucas gets stinky about stocks, and we tell you all you need to bow about the newest queer icon. Enjoy! Hello! Bonjour! Oh, that's nice. Comment, comment tu t'appelles? <laughs> uh, je m'appelle Laura. Uh, je m'appelle Lucas. Je joue uh, au tennis. Oh, uh, uh, c'est le, le podcast pour, pour les gens qui se réveillent. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How could... <laughs> We've done this before. I think we've definitely done a segment of you talking French. Before. <laughs> I've definitely never given everyone the full, <laughs> the full French fantasy. Hmm. Um, what language? What language did you do, GCSE Laura? Um, I did French. I did French. Yeah, yeah. I did French. <laughs> you wouldn't be able yeah. to tell. I got an A actually. So uh, A, as the French say. Français. Oh, how you say ah 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 ah. It's so embarrassing the way that um, English schools teach foreign languages because you go to any foreign country and they're like, yeah, we've been learning English since we were four years old and yeah, we're all fluent. Literally. And um, we we do it for AG. It's AGCSE. We learn it as AGCSE. <laughs> they're like, they're like, here's this, um, here's this um, paragraph about why you love playing football in French. Please memorize it and then reproduce it at <laughs> the so exam. They can, speak, to- <laughs> they can speak our language like out the womb. Yeah, and we have to fully. have a grade in our own language <laughs> <laughs> before you can go on to higher education. You need to prove that you can read and write in English. So, so true. I've been applying to um, to master's courses and all of them ask me for a qualification to show that I speak English well enough. Yeah, and that's, like, all, that's all GCSEs were for. But I was born in, like, not to be Brexity, <laughs> but I was born in this country. Oh, like, of course I speak English well. Some don't know, yeah. do they? Like, some people are born here. Um, I have a friend who does English at Oxford, blah, blah. Um, but the other day he, we, we were doing like a little, he was like, he sent like a little paragraph that he did, and he described like a potential holiday that we were going on. Um, I have to say his words were amazing. Like I was so impressed. His like I was like, wow, that course has really just like made you an expert. And I was sort of sat there like, what has my course done to me? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm speaking one monosyllables every day. And all, like <laughs> the only words I know that are trisyllabic are worse with psychology that no one cares about. Like yeah, it, so oh, I chose the wrong course. Yeah, but you know about you know nothing dark regresses of the human mind but i don't i know about <laughs> i know about how a child acquires the english language like i can tell you the stages of how a child acquires language the, um, what was it called the tool language acquisition tool the, uh, the language acquisition device i think oh, you'll find <laughs> and in fact the whole device point tool they are synonyms which is also a long word <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh look at us go I know, if you weren't well, studying psychology, I don't know if I've asked you this before. If you weren't studying psychology, what would you what would you be studying? Um, yeah, I think you have asked me this before. I I, so I remember you thought I was like dumb, sciencey, and 
Sorry. Starting again. Okay. I remember when you thought I was science and economics which is quite hilarious. Yeah. I'm not. Because you yeah. are. You are, you are a, a, an English student from A-Lab. Yeah, I think I, I probably do English. God. Or, um, I don't know, actually. I always wanted to do marine biology. <laughs> Oh my god! Not even lying. Marine biology was my my plan for like a good part of school, and then I just couldn't. I just kept failing biology. And I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I had to you said I can't do biology food. on land, let alone in water. Yeah. <laughs> I think having um endless binge watching of Planet Earth and Blue Planet, and actually pursuing a career in marine biology are quite different things but you don't really get that when you're 17 do you also those girls who want to be marine biologists like you were one of those girls you're like i want I to be a marine, marine biologist but i would say that re- not knowing that that was a thing <gasps> such a thing and people would be like oh yeah i used to do want to do that like so many people had said like oh yeah there was a time where i wanted to do it, or i had a phase where i wanted to do it. and i was like why are people talking to me like I'm 11? Like, it's not a phase. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a phase, Mom. It's not a phase. I want to sleep the reef. <laughs> but um, was not to be. So. No. Oh. <laughs> what about you? What would you? I think I would do maths. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do maths. I love maths. I'm a maths tutor. I'm a, I, I wish I could do maths. I wish you could do maths as well, too. If I could change one thing about myself. <gasps> really? It would be my ability to do maths honestly it's the one thing i hate I... about myself <laughs> self-loathing the only thing yeah. you hate about I'm yourself i'm honestly perfect otherwise <laughs> it's just the math just the math um how are you Very laura we haven't we haven't you're quite well oh, that's how lovely. are you i'm quite well as well good i think we've seen quite chirpy yeah we do yeah not the usual depression session no i've got one I've got one more day into dry Jan. Let's left. let's talk about this. Let's talk. So, round about of applause this. for me, please. Thanks. Um, let, I feel so brave. I have I have a lot of questions. I'm Piers Morgan, and this is one of the one of the hit me <laughs> real hit life. me. This gender gender <laughs> politics on Good Morning Britain. I want you to be red in the face with questions. Um, how has it been being dry? Well, honestly. Someone... Mm-mm. As brave as me. <laughs> it's actually been fine. Okay. It's actually been fine. And I'm being like, there's definitely the first like week and a half, mm-hmm. I just didn't think about it. But I think that's because I was still recovering from New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, yeah, like it started, you know, like a Thursday, Friday night. There's that craving yeah. for a beer. It was just a beer. Like I just wanted like a cold beer. Mm-hmm. And then since then, it's been like a little niggle at the back of my mind. Like, oh, I'd love a beer. But honestly, like, I was thinking the other day, maybe I should just keep going. Oh, <gasps> Laura. I know. It would really change my whole... Brand. USB. I know. My brand. <laughs> Your USB. No, I probably won't. But I'm going to try and, um, I'm going to try and, like, keep it to, like, end of the week, weekend kind kind of thing, rather wow. than half bottle of wine on a Wednesday. It's just not sustainable, is it? But I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. Are you? We, you can tell this is a house of um, kind of coping alcoholics because we've gotten through between me, my mum and dad, who have all been doing dry January, and they mm-hmm. are much worse than me. Mm-hmm. We've been getting through bottles and bottles and bottles of Fentiman's ginger beer. This <laughs> is like a kind of a kind of 
<laughs> version of alcohol. Like it's um, it's like you know when smokers like drink loads of coffee, yeah, or, like, chew loads of gum. Like we literally have like six empty bottles of ginger beer. Oh my god. <laughs> quite sad do you ever try and just like ferment it do you ever try and leave it like in a really hot room for a long time if so- i leave out for long enough maybe it'll make me drunk <laughs> yeah or i'm a, yeah or tonic like tonic water just on its own just anything oh. with fizz to like kind oh, of God. resemble a drink <laughs> you haven't you haven't dipped into the zero percent alcohols have you i haven't i haven't i haven't um gone into the bex blue or anything because i don't need it that badly no um but so do you feel Temple-esque. I really feel like I'm on like David Letterman. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel, though? Well, David. <laughs> Sorry. Um, do you feel like do you feel healthier? I feel healthier. I think I think I've been running more as well. Um mm-hmm. and we've been eating less meat. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm my body is a temple, but I mean Take, take from this what you will. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying my body is in a temple, but there are a hundred people in it on a Sunday night. So. <laughs> pillars. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I feel good. I do actually feel good. I think I would recommend, honestly. Well, you've almost made it. I won't congratulate you yet um, because there's yeah. still one night left. But I want to make myself a badge. A like repeater badge. A sober badge. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's so yeah. impressive. I'm really Me and impressed. Lily Allen sober <laughs> um yeah. well laura here we are well. as, as a, a number of minutes in <laughs> without having broached any of the topics that we i'm talking about anything worthwhile anything um, <laughs> um do you have anything do you want to start the ball rolling what, what should we what well, do you want to talk about i was thinking when we were talking about words <laughs> okay this is a quite open segue Speaking of words, um, <laughs> well, no, actually, it was um, it was brought up. What I thought about it was when you were talking about um, different words that people have been using for the pandemic, like Pamela Demick, and oh yeah, um, what was the other one? Miley Cyrus uh, for coronavirus. Lovely. <laughs> so I was thinking, like, we do have this kind of language that we that has made that has like come out of mm-hmm. this bizarre situation we've been in. And then I read an article and it listed all the words that came out of the pandemic. And some of them really made me laugh. So I just thought I'd share them with you oh, because... this is lovely. You're a wordsmith as much as I. So here we go. <laughs> okay. So we'll start with a basic one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rona or the Rona or Miss Rona. I hate when people call her Miss Rona. Miss Rona? Miss Rona? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, is it a no it's a no for it. me i'm a very i'm miss <laughs> rona's coming i'm a very um i'm a very traditionalist i call it coronavirus i call it covid19 or even sars-cov19 whatever the official one is pandemic i also pandemic <laughs> i call it pammy d um, but yeah no i miss rona rona it, why would we make it sound fun i just think like let's keep it <laughs> let's keep it as serious as possible because it ain't no fun <laughs> it's um it's definitely a coping measure that's what i thought this whole this whole thing is definitely our generation's weird coping mechanism and our weird way to turn things into memes yeah another one is the before times which i think is like based off a show Uh and everyone calls the times before the pandemic the before times Mm -hmm. i I don't really say that i go pre-corona pre-corona yeah that's a good one we always go for that pre-rona doom scrolling 
Yes, I am familiar with I this. I hadn't heard of this one. Oh, I like it. I, very, yeah. very of the moment. Do you want to explain to the listeners what it means? Um, so doom scrolling is when you basically, you just go on your phone and you just look for bad news. Like you scroll and scroll and you look at all this mm. bad news and you're like, well, this is sad. But then you're like kind of addicted to how sad it is. So you're just like scrolling and there's tears in your eyes and you're at <laughs> home. Like, Why am I so depressed? And it's because you were reading the news for two hours yeah. and not a safe place to be. Well, here's the thing that, like, I, I've always said that some of my favourite films are those, like, those terrorist films where, like, shit just <laughs> blows up. Like, um, London has like, fallen. Yeah, Olympus like, has fallen. Oh, they're so trash, but so satisfying to watch. Because of how, like, everything's just, the chaos, I think, is kind of addictive to us. And so, like, yeah. I think that this, we have, plot twist, we're in a very chaotic period of time in history. Um, <clears throat> and I think that... Yeah, it, it, people are becoming addicted to like the chaos and like it, people just want it to. It's um, it's like people just want to get worse and worse and worse. Just that we're just pushing how far we can like how bad it can, can get go. without us breaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, there is always like that kind of morbid addiction to like things that obviously aren't good for you. And like yeah, we we always like I have to take breaks from reading the news yeah. and watching the news because. But then I think there's that kind of sick thing of thinking like if you watch the news and there's something happening to someone else, that's so much worse than what's happening to you. And then it's like, yeah. Oh, that's so bad. That's terrible. That's awful. Yeah. But in reality, it's kind of making you feel better about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> kind of fucked up. But... I was so like, when like for the longest time we were all like, wow, America's dealing with the coronavirus crisis so badly. Like it's awful over there. And now mm. it turns out that we have a worse like death rate than them. And now we're like, oh. yeah, well we've hit the landmark now, haven't we? Yeah. So Ooh. it's just, I think, I, I think there is this idea and I might be wrong, but I think there's this idea that people want, people want this period of time to be as bad as possible so that they can say that they lived through like the worst time ever mm. this yeah people you know, say this like, is our war like live our world, the worst world time. war yeah this is our world war Two kind of thing like yeah and so the, the worse you, it is the prouder you can be mm, got through, through it. it and also the fear yeah. that if it's if this is the worst then it can't get worse but like in reality it very much can get worse i mean oh i see there's no zombies outside yet so. <laughs> i'm just waiting it can get, it can get worse <laughs> I'm just like, where are they? They should be here by now. <laughs> it's already January. Right. Next one is more fun. Okay. Corona cut. Corona cut. Is that where you get a circumcision during no! coronavirus time? <laughs> I got a corona cut. <laughs> it's the haircut you give yourself in quarantine. The shitty haircut. No? That makes more sense. That does make more sense. I'm not I'm familiar. I mean, a corona cut. Well, you just shave it. Which I think is cheating. Yeah, mm. That, mm, I I did the shave. That was the that was the worst thing. That I did the shaved head before it was like the trend. But then everyone in every single boy is like, right, no barbers. Let's jump on that. But I'm back off this time around. No one's doing it. I don't think. I love what lockdown did to males because <laughs> <laughs> no gym, no fade, <laughs> no nothing. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> worthless without those things <laughs> worthless <laughs> <laughs> you just watch men walking around with like like hats and <laughs> hoodies like no my hair and it's like ha finally nothing. you ain't shit you ain't shit <laughs> I love it <laughs> quarantine 
or bubble. Oh, like like your coronavirus bubble. Yeah, and always I like how we don't say squad anymore. I prefer bubble to squad or like. But I wouldn't call. I'd call my. I'd call my um, bubble like the people who I'm living with. That's your bubble. Yeah, yeah. But I like this, it, what was the you? one you said first? Corona. Quarantine. Quarantine. I like that. I like. Yeah. Like we have a little quarantine with like our little quiz friends. That's quite cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the team you're getting you through it. Yeah, I like quarantine. Yeah. I love that. Right. This is. I'd heard of these two. Quarantini. Um, quarantine. Is that like a, like the drinks you drank on Zoom? Yeah, pretty much. It's just you you like to indulge in quarantining. I do. I think I'll be indulging in quarantining tomorrow. But walktail? Is that like a woke cocktail? No, like it's a-, a cocktail on a walk. Oh. Because people can't do fun stuff, so they take their quarantini on a walk. <laughs> okay, so take my little quarantini for a walk. My quarantini needs a walk. Like- alcoholism basically um, alcoholism well I, I do i do i have actually partaken in a walktail um but it was a winter walktail so i would go when winter watch <laughs> not that not that cut the cameras dead ass <laughs> um no when i would go like in winter like when i go for walks with friends i would um bring a flask of bailey's hot chocolate and that was delicious. oh that is quite lovely a lovely walktail i must recommend <laughs> walktail <laughs> Outside, I'm just gonna take my walk. Yeah, me going for a walk down, and it's me bringing a walk filled with a mojito in it, <laughs> like a fishbowl, but a walk. Um, I love this next one. Zoom fatigue. Oh yes, we are all familiar with Zoom fatigue. I say that every at the end of the week, the like working week, I'm like, oh god, so much Zoom. I'm so fatigued. <laughs> Coronials, quarantines, Corona babies. Oh, people who were born within the quarantine period or like who've grown up. Um, mm. Well, here's something I read that's very interesting. Coronials. <laughs> I'm a coronial. Is that going to come after Gen Z? Yeah, coronial. coronials. Oh God, that's Well, can I tell you something that I read recently that really interests me? So, yes, of course. Thank God, otherwise this podcast would have a very weird format. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so like um, after like after every big like pandemic, there's always a baby boom. Or even after like the World War, there was a big baby boom because people are like at home yeah, and they're like sure. making love. Um, even after like after big sad events, there's a baby boom. So like there was a, a micro baby boom nine months after Diana died, and there was a, oh a micro baby boom after the um, Thailand tsunami in England. There was just a baby boom, um, but That's they're seeing yes. a baby bust right now. I did read this. I think this was in the article that I took this from. Uh, There's, you would have expected yeah. a boom, but people aren't having sex. Yeah, they're people aren't. Apparently, cor- yeah. That's sad. Quarantine sex. Why. <laughs> Corona sex. There was one. Um, there was, oh, um, quarantine and chill is the term. Oh, yeah. Like Netflix well, and chill. But. I mean, there should be a term for um, quarantine breakups because there, there have been quite a few. Well, there is similar. Oh. Okay. Dumping. Is that that's dumping someone over Zoom? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, not that. Yes. Not that I have. Is this I what this is? I can't. Do you think that's happened? Must have done. That's a bad dump. That's a bad dump. 
That is a bad zump. Not, not someone. Not someone breaking up with you on Zoom and then there's no, you have to do like a little shock react. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we should put our relationship in a breakout room. And by that, I mean, we should break up. (laughs) I don't want to share screen with you anymore. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Well, Well, you know. Therefore, and henceforth, we have learnt a lot, a lot of new words in quarantine. So if you say you haven't learned anything in quarantine, at least you learnt some new words. And talk about a new word that I learned recently, um, that maybe you know about. Well, well, I'll test you now. Test me. Do you know what a stonk is? A stonk? Stonk. It's like a new, it's a new word, stonk. Is it something to do with stocks? Yes, it is something to do with Is it a stock that's not doing well like it stinks no. <laughs> it's a stinky stock <laughs> stonk. not a stinky stock um uh, no it, it's just it's, it's what reddit users call stocks because they think it's it's like memes memes plus stocks equals stonk um oh. and because obviously reddit users have taken over the stocks they have they have Please, can you explain <laughs> this to me because i have tried to understand but Whenever someone just says stocks, something in my brain just switches Switchy, off. switchy. <laughs> I don't um, care. <laughs> um, so GameStop uh, is, was like a... Um, it's like it's like HMV sort of thing. Like they yeah, sell it's games like a blockbuster. Just, yeah, that of. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and they weren't doing very well financially, but they were still... They are still open, um, but they weren't doing well financially. Um, and so their stocks were very low in price. And if someone's stock is low... Then, as a um, as a hedge fund, you can buy shorts. With a short, you basically borrow a stock and you sell right. it, and you say you say, okay, I'll sell it for ten pounds, and you borrow it because you think, okay, well, in I will pay for it in two years, and because I think this stock is going to go really bad, really go is going to go downhill, it's going to cost seven pound fifty in two years' time. So I would have sold yeah. the stock at ten pound, but actually, in two years' time, when I actually st- stop borrowing it and buy it, it will only be seven pound fifty. So that way you're making a profit of £2.50. Okay. Um, so that so this they do this with like a lot of companies. Um and on Reddit there's this um there's this forum of people who basically make risky financial decisions. Um and yeah, basically they just chat it out. And someone noticed that they were there were a lot of shorts um happening for GameStop and they thought, okay, if we invest, I this is why I don't know. I think if they if you buy buy a lot of stocks or like you invest money somehow that means that basically the price they basically increase the price of that share so that now when all the people who have these shorts and have borrowed the stocks have to then pay them back they're paying like like a hundred times what they've sold the stock for okay does that make sense <laughs> does that make sense like so people are buying into it and making the value go up yeah which means yeah. basically that the, the companies who are like, okay, it's doing shit. Basically, we'll just we'll borrow these stocks, sell them, and then we'll, we'll, in two years' time, we'll buy them back. We'll buy them cheap. We'll pay back our debt back for cheap. Now, when they pay their their debt back, it's way more expensive than they sold it for. I think one firm's lost. I think it's like thirteen billion dollars oh because all these the things that ever like all these people on this Reddit form were like, yeah, let's do it, and so it gained traction that way. So there's a lot of money has been put into GameStop now. Because um, I know they're kind of treating it as a, like it's like us, but it's like the little man versus the big big corporations. But like, why why is this happening? Like, who who started it? And why are they doing it? 
Oh, well, it's Reddit people. <laughs> like, it, it start, that's the thing. Like, the, the Reddit forum's like a meme, basically. Like, the mm-hmm. whole thing's a meme. So they started out as like a joke because they were like, let's see if we can try. It's called a short squeeze um, when you try and um, when you try and do that, when you try and basically force people to to pay back more than they sold it for. So like, let's try mm. and do it. And it was almost a joke. But now the issue is that people in Wall Street are saying, this is unfair. You can't do this. And a lot of um, like trading apps for like av- your average Joe for you and me have now stopped people trading. So basically they're, they're like, oh, but you're, you're gambling with people's lives because obviously all these um, hedge funds and Wall Street are now mm. are going down. But the whole point is that in 2008, in the economic crisis, all these people on Wall Street were gambling with every people's everyday lives, and so many yeah. everyday people lost money. And the yeah. and they didn't get they didn't get charged. They got all. rich off it. Yeah, and they got away with it completely. And now, the minute your everyday Joe tries to, um, you know, make make his way, make a living for themselves, basically the the, the big corporations, the trading the trading apps, like stop it. You're not allowed to do it. This is illegal, which it isn't. And they've stopped that. And now there's a, okay, and so there's a big issue now because obviously it's like, well, so only the rich are allowed to get richer. No one else is. A, yeah, it's not a free market. It's just quite insane how much power the mm-hmm. the internet has, and more specifically, the meme, the memes branch of the internet. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I can't really share my <laughs> opinion on this. <laughs> I have a question, Laura. Okay, so GameStop, right, is now big and massive session. It's, it's had a renaissance. If you could for if you could force a, a a short squeeze on any company so they could have a renaissance, what would you choose? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. I um, have my answer. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of companies that used to be it and now aren't. I don't know. I would say Claire's. Class. <gasps> oh my god yes i just the chaotic energy of claire's is so needed claire's was so unique I just so <laughs> unique the lurid purple <laughs> side that's still claire's though we definitely still have a claire's. yeah but they're running out they're, they're I mean, becoming yeah, extinct it's endangered the, the top shop fiasco in the debenhams all my clothes oh. from the years 2013 to 2018, I was buying my CDs at HMV and my T-shirts at Top Man, <laughs> fully. And my clip-on earrings from Claire's. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved in Claire's, um, the, the attendants, the, the, like, the people who worked at Claire's, they, they were part of the cult. They were dressed head to toe in Claire's tat. They loved I it. Like, I don't know, like, ex-cons. Like, they're <laughs> like, what are you looking for, babe? Yeah, yeah. I've got to look in the back for you. Like, they were so neat. <laughs> they have, like, just, like, this purple glittery yeah. spread. <laughs> like, 45-year-old woman. <laughs> oh, my God. Lovely. Talking about little um, purpley glittery things with the hair. <laughs> we have... Uh, we have. We need to talk about the news of the, the bow entrepreneur, Jojo Siwa. Yes. Because she does sell purpley glittery things that you put in your hair. <laughs> I bet you. Does, do they sell JoJo Siwa bows at Claire's? I bet they do. If not, then maybe that that's was why they've gone under. Squeeze, yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna tell you. I literally had no, had not heard of this person until you like this know, week. But I can't believe you haven't heard of JoJo Siwa. I. Well, the name rings a bell. She, she was a dance. Was she from Dance Mums? Or... Yeah, she's from Dance Mums. Oh, okay. 
but she she like blew up because she's like uh basically a child she's a child's entertainer yeah like, yeah yeah and um i've i'm obsessed i've been obsessed for a while now <laughs> yeah me and mia sometimes we just sit we watch jojo see our videos because it's like what is happening what is this her gonna- outfits that girl Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That girl did a fat line and she just runs around the face. <laughs> like, she is crazy. Oh my God. It's so. How old is she? She's now, I think, 18. Oh, she's seven. I think she's 18 now um, or 17. Mm-hmm. Um, have you never seen that video that she with um, Northwest, where Northwest goes for a play date at JoJo Siwa's house? No. I, I don't know where I've been. I was like, where have you been? This person that everyone was talking about, about this week. And then I was like, well, then obviously, well, I was very excited. So basically, if you have been living under a Laura shaped rock, <laughs> come join um, me. It's lovely, but you don't hear or learn anything. So clearly. Um, basically, Jojo Siwa came out in the past week yes. uh, as queer. And that's very exciting because, um, especially because she's a, um, you know, she is a, a child facing sort of entertainer like she 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 does she does entertain us adults as well mm-hmm. um but she aims to entertain children and stuff and for them to have like someone yeah. who they all look up to so much come out as queer is so great um so that is lovely yeah um, it is i think yeah because like having representation stuff obviously is so important but it's true like there isn't really anyone we like, growing up who's like oh no, Ellen, we had no I guess one. she was. Ooh, we don't talk about <laughs> Ellen anymore. We don't talk about Ellen. No, yeah, fully. Yeah. Um, growing up, I like for me, the first person, the first like, um, like actual person, like fully formed person that I saw that was queer was Tyler Oakley, and that was when I was yeah. I think, thirteen. Mm. And that to me was such a big thing because that was that's the whole reason I came out is because I saw someone. I was like, wow, you can be, you can be, gay or queer, and you can um. You, you can be loved by people or mm. you can you know you can have a personality that is n- basically not porn that's basically you know it's basically like you could be gay and yeah. you could not be a, a porn star yeah. and that was like the first time I'd seen it um and yeah and it was like you could you could be successful and you can live a life and like you know being queer is not going to make people distance themselves from you and to me that was the first time I'd seen that mm. and I was I remember when I first found out about Tyler Oakley, I was addicted because I was like, this is what I want. Blonde trim. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is me. This is like, it was like, wow, I, I, this is the life like I could lead. Um, so I came out to, I'll give you the full story. I'll take you for- Give us the full story. Let the listeners, let the listeners know. know. I always say, so I, I knew I was gay when I was six um, because that's when High School Musical came out. And I remember looking at Zach, Zach Efron <laughs> and being like- See, I knew I had a vagina when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> Kindred spirits, you and I, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember just looking and be like, "Wow, he's so hot." Um, but then I didn't realize that that was like that meant that I was gay. Like I just thought like that's just something that happens. And then it, when mm. I was eleven, it all clicked that like what I was feeling was what was um, linked to all the insults I'd heard like in the playground. I was like, "Fuck, this is gay, isn't it?" Yeah. Um, yeah. And then from eleven to thirteen, there was like two years of really just like, oh, like feeling very like, like not even torn, just like sad that I was gay um mm. and then 13 literally I found out about Tyler Oakley and then three months later when I was 13 I came out um and then yeah and then I, I came out to my parents when I was 15 and yeah the rest is mm. the rest is history here we are oh I love that yeah. but I think it is really nice like to hear 
it come from you who's obviously lived it like and you like bringing up high school musical i was just thinking like the character ryan oh. who was so obviously gay and like lucas grabbio the actor said has now said like yeah i tried my hardest to like show it to the audience but like the directors would be like no like let's tame it down yeah. and like it was just they just flirted with the yeah. idea because he would colored hats and he was friends with kelsey was obviously a lesbian yeah. and they tried to make it like some weird love like heterize it yeah. by suggesting that they were getting on but it was like so obvious okay <laughs> and then there's like the last um bit of my hsm trivia for you all <laughs> the last scene of like the last film where he hugs a boy when they all graduate oh. and that's kind of like to say that said but even that isn't that enough, if you hug like, a boy you're gay <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was like when, when you were younger and boys would be like girls touch hugging a girl that's gay, gay. and that's, that's the thing like you do grow up you do grow up thinking um it's you're just so heterized from such yeah. a young age and you say like that's gay as a as an insult but i think if you do have people like jojo say one now who show kids from such a young age that it's yeah. just just within their kind of reality yeah. and their consciousness but not in a negative yeah. way exactly because i think for so many queer people they grow up yeah with it the first thing they find out about it is that it's negative the first and then yeah. they have to spend so many years doing the kind of back work to kind of yeah recover from that <laughs> whereas if you just kind of had a positive not even a positive it's just like it's just it's there from such a young age yeah. and it's the thing like gender and yeah yeah I, so i i do um so i did today i actually did a like a practice 11 plus interview with a boy and he's 10 years old um and i asked him like oh what's your favorite film and he's like oh it's the enigma code and he was like oh because it's about alan turing who you know cracked the code for mm. it's about alan turing who um <laughs> <laughs> I just did the tea or coffee typing <laughs> thing. Type, type, type. I know, but he was like, <laughs> it's about Alan Turing who, you know, cracked the Enigma code and he was gay. And he said that. And I I was thinking when I was 10, I would have been terrified to say the word gay. Like I wouldn't have said that word out loud. Mm. Um, mm. And, you know, it, there is this shame that so many people in the queer community hold with them. And there's a great book called The Straight Jacket by Matthew Todd. And basically it talks about how, this shame that we have held with us for you know however long we're in the closet, it doesn't go away and it, it perpetrates into our lives as queer adults. And like that's why so many queer adults have issues with drugs and drinking and body image and sex because we still hold on to the shame as much as we try and like let go of it. It's always there with us in the back of our head. Yeah. And you know, so having someone like Jojo Siwa who show kids that like just it's all right to be queer and it's it's not a big deal and it's not a bad thing and it's it's something you can be proud of to me that yeah. is amazing because kids are gonna because it's gonna it's gonna revolutionize the queer community i think because it's gonna help so many people grow up without that shame yeah and i think like even you know we're kind of products of quite a um I don't know, like liberal, liberal gent period of time, yeah. like the past 20 years, but even, even us growing up, it's astounding how f far different it is now to, yeah. to how it was when you, and like, just like with gender and, you know, some ridiculous statistic, like if like trans, trans teenagers or something like 10 to 15 times more likely to have severe mental illness yeah. and to, you know, commit suicide. And it's just like, 
just to grow up being constantly told the way you are is wrong yeah and we're only just getting to a point where some celebrities are coming out but even it's still such a thing like i was watching drag race the other day and obviously there's that really lovely conversation between Mm. um Ginny Lemon and Bimini Bamboulash. Bimini Bamboulash, the Benjamin bitch she's then. <laughs> who about being non-binary? And I was like, wow, this is like two people talking very openly yeah. about a concept that's only really been addressed by the public kind of zeitgeist or whatever in the past few years on BBC Three. Yeah. Crazy. But it's so- 2021 and it's like. I don't know. Yeah. It's just me. It's just baffling that we're only just getting here. And I, I do think that um, but we're at such a turning point. Like there, it really is a big thing. Like we're really at a, a point where where things are changing so quickly. Um, so I came out to my parents in 2015, and when I came out, it was like you have to. I had to. It was very much. Like I felt like I had to. I have to sit down. I have to say, okay, I'm gay, and I'm dating. Well, I, I, I was like, oh, and I broke up with this boy, and blah blah blah. And it was like very strict labels etc um and my brother who came out to my parents in 2020 just said oh i'm dating a boy and that was it and it's like mm. even in that five year span you know within the same environment we both you know we, we're from we live in the same house but within mm. that same environment just five years later that there there is it's so much more liberal now and that people yeah. and I, I now don't call myself gay i call myself queer because i think that actually I'm not I'm not fully only attracted to men and you know it's so much more fluid than that and I'm going to change with time and so so much is changing so quickly um yeah and that's exciting and yeah it is so exciting and I think I'm sure there'll be a whole army of people who have a problem with it but I just think like did you hear people live their lives let (laughs) us live what did you let the children play (laughs) (laughs) look at the gay children um but did you hear what happened so jojo see what she came out and then she did an instagram live where she basically explained everything she got swatted um which basically is where you call the fbi and you say oh there's there's a, a terrorist in this house and basically so her, I think the live had to be stopped like halfway through, and there and she was there were pictures of her outside with like FBI all all around, being like, "Oh, you have a bomb in your house, don't you?" And she was like, "I'm Jojo Siwa. All I have is a, a thousand purple <laughs> rainbow bows." Got a load of candy floss <laughs> and some glitter. I mean, <laughs> if I can make a bomb, then sue me. Wow, I really just missed this whole thing. I knew she came out as a queer icon, and that was like it. Oh, she got swatted as well. Oh my God. Yeah. What? There you go. Um, well, from one queer icon to another, um, I thought we should maybe talk about our our, our personal icon who's been back in the news. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, our favourite <laughs> witchy, witchy woman is back with oh her bone. She's got a bone to pick <laughs> with all of you. <laughs> um, why don't you tell so the, the viewers what, what Miss Banks has been up Mrs. to? Miss Azalea Banks uh, boiling her cat, Lucifer. And... <laughs> actually came out and obviously after the much public confusion that everyone said mm. uh she said no 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 i wasn't boiling i wasn't eating it i was doing it for taxidermy purposes um i thought you were gonna say for tax reasons observation <laughs> 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 tax <laughs> um but- she actually said she actually said um i've never eaten a cat i've eaten a pussy before <laughs> An icon, if you will. 
I love her. I love the way she just brushes any kind of shit. Like, like the whole like, oh no, I'm not crazy. I was born in something about to life. I'm like, I'm never eating a cat. I'm eating pussy though. Like, I'm eating pussy though. One liners are just incredible. Um, but um, yeah, and then went and then went on to to show us all her other bony bony treats. So many treats. Um, specifically a a skull of a six-year-old girl yes yes i mean are we surprised now at this point yes <laughs> yes <laughs> um kind of it's a six-year-old girl you know like it's one thing like a dead cat that lived its full life to bring imagine if you were that six-year-old girl whose skull got brought out on live television by Azalea banks yeah Oh, the poor girl. Like, but yeah, I just she um yeah she 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 has a, a penchant for taxidermy, if you will, and has a uh, lots of old bonies and skeletons in her house. Bonies said skull, and she says she gets them off um a website, and I remember the website name. Is it Wayfair? Is it Wayfair? Very, it Wayfair? Not Wayfair. <laughs> 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 uh, I bought the Sophie cupboard, and this is Sophie. This is her skull. This is her skull. <laughs> But I feel like there is a thing of because she was saying like oh like all these science professors they keep bones and skeletons and like it is a good point like obviously when it's like kind of in the I don't know like the Western world of science it's okay Mm. to you know dig things up and boil them down and put them on display but then as soon as like someone's doing it for like cultural means or like religious means everyone calls them crazy and like i openly did call her crazy and i was she is crazy. She's crazy but like yeah, it yeah is. that is interesting actually that is true mm. but still still azalea deliver girl on. back to her parents um yeah we said azalea banks she's managed to keep in the news for one reason yes Let's talk about someone else who's managed to keep in the news. Um, oh, God. We're going to have to... This is, again, this is a Lucas and Laura-shaped rock that we've been living under. <laughs> but Olivia Rodriguez, she's she's still kicking oh. around. She's still around. Olivia Dr- Dr- Rodriguez. Oh, Rodrigo. <laughs> oh, Olivia Rodriguez oh. is still around. Oh, what has she done? What has she done again? Um, so... There has been a lot of retaliation because I sent you that article yeah. about Sabrina Carpenter. So, little reminder for everyone who yeah, tell the listeners because I didn't slash, know any of this. So, everyone who doesn't care, here's a reminder, um, a quick rundown. So, a stonk is a stock one. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, so Olivia Rodrigo, she made that song "Driver's License" about this Joshua Bassett. And Sabrina Carpenter, who are now together. Sabrina Carpenter then made a song called Skin, which yes. has some lines that are very, very referential towards Olivia Rodriguez. Yet she's like, this song's about no one. This song's about no one and everyone. This song's about who we are and what we're not and where we're going and where we're staying. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then she made the song. And then, but then I've also recently learned that um, Joshua Bassett has also been getting involved and all high school musical people high school musical the the what the, was it called high school musical, musical the musical high school musical the musical yeah okay. these are all people who um so joshua bassett has made two songs um one which didn't get any attention but was called lie 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 <laughs> <laughs> so that seems to be i don't know pretty um subtle 
Um, but then his recent track is called Only a Matter of Time. And I thought I would read you the lyrics and get your oh, reaction. Do. Okay. The spoken word. And yes, I'm going to speak the word of our, our nation's greatest lyricist, Mr. Bassett. Okay, so he says, Time to tell the world that you've been lying on my name, doing what you want and think you're going to get away. I'm sure that you're hurting inside, but why would you make your pain mine? You're making me pay for your crimes. That was a really weak rhyme. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That rhymes with it. Oh, that is very <laughs> that's a strong. better rhyme. God, that was like modern shape. Um, you can't tear me down and act like I will forget. You can say what you like. Doesn't mean you're right. Are you glad you got that out? Do you feel better now? So, real question. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you asked because I am zoning up. <laughs> what I want to know is, right, so when did Driver's License come out? Like, Oh, it feels like years January? ago. Or, or, I mean... Or like every, every time I see a red light, a stop sign, I'm just, there it is again. <laughs> <laughs> and then this Sabrina Carpenter song was in response to Driving License. Yeah. And now this man, man, the man there, what's his um, name? Man people Joshua. are calling him a piece of linguine. That's what I've seen because he looks like a piece of linguine. Um, <laughs> so we can call him a piece of linguine okay so this linguine man <laughs> has done a song like they must be like cracking them out oh at, my like, God, yeah ridiculous speed it's like you know when rappers do diss tracks and then they just record it on their on voice on yeah their recording on their phone and then they upload it to youtube it's like it's like that it's like chip versus <laughs> i don't care about these young people they ri- <laughs> also yeah they are like why are they all so rude they're all so rude about rude. each other <laughs> they should all be friends <laughs> Imagine writing, imagine you you go through a breakup at age 18, 19, and you're like, I need to pen a song. The world needs to yeah. know about this. Like fully <laughs> egotism. But yeah, the if they want to write a song about us, we're right here. It's like um Paige from Love Island, um, <laughs> the Scottish Paige, claiming that um the Lewis Capaldi song was about her, and then he was like, it was about <laughs> my dead nan. Speaking of Love Island, oh. um, <laughs> have you been up to date on your British influencer? I mean, shenanigans. I, you know, I've been in Dubai right by them. So when I heard that a British influencer <laughs> wasn't in Dubai and was in the news, I was shocked. <laughs> shocked to the, shocked board. To the board. Um, what's what's been kicking off this week? Tell um, us. So. I'm not the Love Island expert, so I don't know why you've made me do this. Why I why I try to make you describe the stonks again. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, recently in the news, there's been more Love Island drama. But I actually am bringing this up because I think it's quite. Mm. I don't know. It's just it's interesting. Um, With Yuande Biala and Lucy Donlan. Did you watch the series? Um, It was the Molly Bay series. Yeah. Yes. No. I did. That's the one that I watched quite well. Yes, so um, Lucy Donlan. Oh. Oh. <laughs> My God. The cat meme. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone Google the cat, Lucy Donlan cat coughing meme, mm-hmm. um, they're her. <laughs> <laughs> Went out and started saying that Yuande bullied her in Love Island. Mm-hmm. And um, in retaliation, Yuande. Then said, oh, I wasn't a bully, actually. You never, you could never bother to learn my name. Um, and she released a statement on her Instagram stories, just addressing kind of um, what she calls racialized renaming. Mm-hmm. And I just picked it up because I think it is obviously something that's 
so common and really important and like obviously without getting into it like the dark that every series says the dark-skinned black girl who gets treated absolutely atrociously mm-hmm. in love island mm-hmm. and you one day was that one um and she was just really unlucky and she lasted quite a long time yeah but she quite unlucky with the pairings and um but actually i just think like just her coming out and giving the statement was really i don't know i just really respect her for it and i think um it's just basically saying um she talks about how her first experience of racialized renaming is when she started going to secondary school and her middle name is elizabeth she's irish as Mm -hmm. well um so i think that in itself was quite difficult seeing as she's probably the only black person in her entire <laughs> in the whole of Ireland. <laughs> yeah, um, and people just wouldn't pronounce her name right. Um, and uh, and they asked her if she could call herself Elizabeth. Um, and then she kind of um, goes on to say, you know, in my experience with Love Island, Lucy just refused to learn my name. Mm-hmm. She wanted to call me things like Y is a cute nickname. Um, and Lucy was like, oh, it's because we were friends, it's a nickname, blah, blah, blah. but actually it's just just an avid refusal to mm-hmm. bother trying to learn how to pronounce um, her name, and she, there's, like, there's quite a good line, which I'll just read out, that she said, names are prominent identifiers that can often tell the story of one's ethnicity and cultural background. My name means mother coming back, and I love it. There is a tendency for white European names and whiteness in general to be perceived as normative, whereas racial minorities with names of religious and ethnic origins may be seen as an inconvenience. Examples of name-based microaggressions include giving unwanted nickname. Um, yeah, and it's just, I just think it is, it's just such a common mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, just growing up in schools, and like we had, I won't name her, but we had a girl in, in my like, school. I, I won't name her because I can't. I can't, I, I, can't, I forgot. <laughs> 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 I can't actually pronounce it. She had an African name, and all her friends called her, called her JJ mm-hmm. or Jilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that wasn't her name. Her name was an African yeah. name. Um, and like for you, for example, I was going to ask you, like, because your name, obviously, Lucas, is a very anglicized version of your name, and then your name is Lucas. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, obviously yeah. for me, it's it's not as bad because it's it is at the end of the day, like it's a white name. Um, but I mm. throughout my life, I have been. Like people say, oh, can I just call you Lucas or can I call you Luke? Um, and I hate that. Like, and to me, that's that's a way more, way smaller of an aggression than it is to black women because, like, my name isn't as cultural to me, but it's it is an important part of me. And I I don't view my name as um, obviously it's a Greek name and there is cultural significance to it. But more than that, I view my name as like um, like a representative of a representative of who I am and like Lucas to me it's like it's not Lucas it's Lucas it's it's more like it's got more of a pop to it it's more effervescent it's more like interesting and that's sort of how I view myself so when people want to call me Lucas or Luke I it does really annoy me because it's like oh we just we just want to put you in with the rest of it it's just I can't be bothered is what it says it just says and I think it just gets it's so instilled in you. And it's going back to the conversation we had before of just kids growing up to learn that everything about them that's natural is wrong. Yeah. Because, you know, you have teachers who just can't be fucked to call them by the name that they were given. Yeah. I think it's difficult because I think there is, like, some people are really well-meaning and I think it's just the fear of getting things yeah. wrong. And I know it's uncomfortable to ask people, like, oh, how do you pronounce that? Because you just seem ignorant. But, like... I don't know. It's, it's better to ask 
and to learn and show willingness to learn than to just be like oh no but can I call you Meg exactly like no that's (laughs) it's not my name that's not my name that's not my name that's not my name oh my god that was amazing (laughs) maybe that's what that's all about (laughs) about racialized renaming (laughs) um yeah I think I mean yeah what I I think uh, yeah I've I've tried to make an effort with it and I think for definitely like after obviously it, it sometimes is difficult because it's things you're anything any word that you're not familiar with to pronounce it it's going to be difficult but put in the effort like and once you put in the effort more and more it becomes way easier and yeah so I think that it's like it's the dumbest thing that we still try and rename people whose names we're uncomfortable with because it's their name and it's like the a name mm. is such a powerful thing um so yeah just just end on that one today because we like to end on a nice serial um, I, note but, I um, do have something to say before we end. I do actually have one more. It's not on the list, but it's something I would like to talk about. Um, are you familiar with Sophie? I am familiar so- with Sophie. Yes. Because I just want to say some, say a tribute or something, just because it's been um, quite shocking today. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Sophie is, um, she she was um, a, a, like a trans producer, a DJ, a queer icon. I mean, it was revealed today that, um, that she died um, in an accident in Athens um and yeah it's I just want to say like she was she was amazing for the queer scene and for the music scene in general like so many people so many artists uh, were influenced or worked with Sophie um and you know people don't know about it it's Charlie XCX Kanye West Lady Gaga Kim yeah, Petras so, so many and she was so like under the radar like people never really took note of her um and so yeah I mean it, it's so sad to see her pass and it's, it's so soon because she was really about to just any minute take the music world by storm and the queer world as well. She added so much mm-hmm. texture to like queer clubbing where it's been quite bland recently. Um, and she was bringing that like queer disco club techno, like that she was bringing that life. Yeah. To it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, an amazing woman and yeah, I just thank you to her. Um, yeah. And I, I would say, if you if you do want to do something about it, obviously we can't do nothing about it ever. But um, loads of queer clubs run hardship funds. So I know um, my favorite queer club, Dolson Superstore, runs this hardship fund, which is basically supporting um, like queer entertainers, DJs, drag queens, security guards, etc., who obviously during the pandemic have not been able to um, earn earn a living. And it's giving these people money to to do what basically to try and follow in Sophie's footsteps. So yeah. Yeah, we'll find a link for that and put it in the um, in the yeah. notes as well, so people can find it. Um, so yeah, it's really yeah. sad, and yeah, my thoughts go out to her family and her friends, and yeah. it's always sad when you use an icon before yeah. their time. And like, I, the only thing that, that has filled me with a bit of hope is that actually her music style is going to live on with so many. There are so because so many artists like Ray, Rena, mm. Charlie, like they have all been inspired by her, and so her music style it won't die and it will live on yeah Um, and for that we can be grateful um but yeah it's just shit it's just shit and it's just sad and there's nothing we can do about it but call your friends yeah call your friends um look after yourselves have a zoom boogie have a zoom boogie and as always keep it snapping keep it cackling keep it popping see you next week bye